The Sport Industry Access Podcast, Episode 67. How important is brand strategy in modern day sports? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to interview a special guest who is a sports expert in a specific field in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in sports marketing. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Heather Hawkins. Heather is the founder of Elevation Strategy, where she specialises in supporting companies in the sports industry who want to have an authentic brand strategy so they can inspire their target audiences. Heather has worked with iconic sports organisations such as FIFA, the NFL, the NBA and many more. I can happily say it's brilliant to have Heather as a special guest on the show. That's why in today's episode, Heather will share her sports career journey and explain to you why brand strategy is so important in modern day sport. Heather, it's great to have you on the show. Please, can you share your sports career journey to listeners? When did it all start? Yeah, absolutely. So I had a really circuitous journey um, to working in sport. Um, When I got out of high school, I was going to be a nurse. So I went to nursing school until I got to chemistry and figured out that me and math just don't get along. And chemistry is like basically math with elements. Um, So when I got done with nursing school or decided I wasn't going to do that, I went into radio. Um, And when I was getting ready to graduate from San Francisco State with a degree in radio, um, there was an ad in the radio station that said, hey, PR agency is looking for an intern to help them start a radio bureau. I didn't know what PR was at the time. Um, And I went there and it happened to be the PR agency for Sega. Um, So I went from going to be the first female Howard Stern to going into uh, public relations, working in the video game industry. I went to Sega and I launched Sega Dreamcast for them. Um, When that went away, I moved to New York. I did music marketing. I worked with Maroon 5. I came back to San Francisco and I worked in technology, as everyone has to do in San Francisco for some period of time. And on my third layoff, I said, this is absolutely ridiculous. The tech industry is like churn, 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 especially with PR people. They're usually among the first to go. And I said, what do I love doing? And at the time, I had just gotten into marathoning and I was about ready to move from the marathon distance up to the ultra distance in trail running. Um, fitness had always been a passion of mine. So I took some time off. I got my personal trainer certification. I got some nutrition certifications. I considered for a while becoming an RD, but in the U S I don't know if it's the same over there to become a registered dietitian, you actually have to do a residency, which means you can't have another job. And I was like in my thirties working in San Francisco, I can't not have a job. (laughs) I mean, 
San Francisco's hard enough, even even if you have a job. Um, and so I took I took that personal trainer certification. I took that nutrition certification, and there was an agency I had worked at earlier in my career who was working with Cliff Bar. And Cliff Bar was moving from wanting to just have that ubiquitous bar to really be a player in performance nutrition. Um, and performance hydration and the science of hydration and, and what powers athletes. And the agency needed somebody to come on board who understood those things, but also understood really sound marketing and PR concepts. Um, so I went to work for that agency. It's called Double Forte. It's a great little boutique, boutique agency in San Francisco. Um, and I worked for Cliff Bar. I worked for Camelback. And I was there for six years before stepping out on my own. Um, and starting my own agency. So now I have uh, my own consultancy. It's called Elevation Strategy. We're based out of Truckee, California, which is near Lake Tahoe. And we specialize in PR and brand strategy for the human performance space. So that encapsulates everything from nutrition to biometrics, quantified self technologies, and even more emerging kind of biohackery things like TCDS, um, nootropics, human biome research, and things like that. What core skills have helped you with regards to your career journey looking back? Because your career is going different industries, different sectors. What have you learned along the way? So I think the thing that I learned is you have to have a passion for what you're doing. So I love the, I love the, um, what's the word, the philosophy of PR and marketing. I love it when you get it exactly right. When you, when you understand your core consumer and, and, you know, you get that spot on perfect sense that just encapsulates what your, what your client's all about. But if I'm doing that for a technology company, I couldn't give two craps. I, you know, I, I won't get out of bed in the morning to go do that for like a microprocessor or like a large scale data storage company. So I have to tie it to the things that I personally care about. And the things that I personally care about are helping people perform better. So whether you're a professional athlete, whether you're just like a weekend warrior, whether you're an entrepreneur who wants to perform at their absolute best, you know, from a cognitive perspective, if I'm not doing something to help you perform better by telling you about my client, I'm, I'm not getting out of bed for it. Oh, I wanted to say, um, you know, learn the basics, but apply those basics to something that you are absolutely passionate about. Absolutely. Out of interest, in your opinion, how competitive is it to work in this industry from your experience? Um, to work in the sports industry in general or to work in the PR and marketing side of things? Both, if possible. So, you know, I would say I would say it, it's all quite it's all quite competitive. I mean, there are a lot of people who want to do it, but if you niche down enough, to my knowledge, Elevation Strategy is the only company in the United States, at least, that is specializing in this kind of emerging human performance space. So if you're finding it crowded, just being a sports agency, don't just be a sports agency. You know, I, I originally, when I started Elevation Strategy, started it at like this loosely, maybe it's outdoor industry. But, you know, I'm not about sleeping bags. I'm not about tents and hammocks and things like that. I'm about helping people perform better. Um, so I was able to niche it down a little bit more and find my own thing. And I think most people can do that. Most people can niche down and find something where they are the only one and then it's not crowded at all. Absolutely. Finding a niche is really the goal in any business. It sort of relates to today's main topic. How important is brand strategy in modern day sport? 
So it's hugely important. One of the things that I do when I work with companies is I help them understand that they are not just their product. So, you know, you, Ed Bowers, are not maker of this podcast. You, you are your own brand. You are someone who stands for something larger than just this one thing that you produce. So I help companies think through who are they? What do they stand for? Consumers don't want to engage with a brand that makes a thing. They want to engage with an entity that stands for something bigger, something that aligns with them. Um, and then when it comes to concepts of like transparency and authenticity and things like that, you have to be operating from a true place in order, in order to meet those goals. And in this climate, if you're not meeting those goals, like you're done before you even get started. Um, so I feel like brand strategies is basically everything. Um, and a lot of what brand strategy is, is authenticity. And I don't believe that you can fake authenticity. Absolutely. Would you mind explaining to listeners what your company is about in a bit more detail and what sort of services you provide? Yeah. Um, so it kind of depends on when a client comes to us. So sometimes a client will come to me um, pre-launch, like maybe they've just done a Kickstarter and they you know, kind of got some money or maybe they have an investor and they know that they're, they're headed in the right direction. They're going to have something come out, but they haven't really thought through um, who, who that product is for. Um, in that case, we start at the very beginning and we develop the, you know, they're called, um, consumer personas where like you sit there and you honestly think about what is this person's name? What are their hobbies? What do they like to do? You know, I always crack a joke when I'm helping develop these things and say, do they pick up after their dog at the dog park? I mean, that's like the level, (laughs) that's the level of understanding that your consumer that you want to get to. Because you need to make sure that you're communicating with that person in an authentic way. So example, even though they might all be under the umbrella of fitness, you would talk to a CrossFitter, totally different than you would talk to a yogi. You would talk to a road triathlete, totally different than you would talk to a trail ultra runner. And that's, that's again, not to use the word too much, but when it comes down to authenticity and understanding who you're talking to, if you use the wrong words, if you use the wrong associations with those people, they're going to know that you don't understand them and you don't get them. Um, And then the other thing that I really help companies do is look at their brand strategy in a future-proof way. So you need to understand, again, what you stand for so that whatever you say in the future about your company will be true to what you're saying today about your company. So if today you're saying you're Ed Bowers and you make blue shirts and then you know, two years from now, blue shirts are totally passe. So you're you're making plaid shorts. Well, the internet, whenever people search your company is going to say, oh, they make blue shirts. So people are going to be like, why is he talking to me about plaid shorts all of a sudden? Um, And I've had clients that have experienced this where they said, we are a company that does, you know, in this case, it was, we are a company that does meal delivery services. And then they came out with a piece of connected technology that helps someone track their meals. Well, what's the association between those two things? They're not a company that delivers meals or makes a device. They're a company that helps people eat better. And the way that they do that could be any number of things in the future. Um, So thinking through those things is something I help companies do. And then when it really comes to rubber to the road stuff, after we get all the messaging done, it's media relations, it's influencer relations, it's 
immersive experiential um, marketing opportunities, for example, you know, taking 10 top tier media to Ironman Championships Kona so that they can have an experience so that they can spend time with a brand so that they can spend time with athletes and have kind of that experience that they can't get otherwise. There's lots of ways that we end up executing on the messaging and the strategy. But for me, it really starts with that messaging and the strategy. I find this really interesting and you've really highlighted it. It's very important for any business as well. Out of interest, what have you been up to recently? Yeah, so um, I've got a couple of cool clients that I'm working with right now that I'm a bunch of them I've been fans of and, and a user of forever. Um, one client that I'm that I'm working with right now is called Ample, and they make a um, they make a nutrition product. It is a meal replacement drink um, that has all top of the line real food ingredients, and it's in line with kind of future looking nutritional philosophy. So it's got you know a little bit more healthy fats. It's got a little bit low carbohydrate profile. Um, but it's also got just impeccable ingredients. You know, when you read it, it's all real food. Um, and it's kind of tuned to the latest research in both physical performance and cognitive performance. Um, so it's again, something that kind of like walks that line between physical performance and, um, you know, cognitive, you know, um, biohackery, I hate to throw that word around too much. Um, but it is, it is very much in line with the things that people, in line with that research are doing. Um, and then I'm working with Sparta Science, which is a company that is helping college and major league teams um, predict and reduce injuries and create more resilient athletes. Um, and that's through a partnership I have with outside PR and sports marketing. Um, and I also get to work with them with brands I've used forever, like Ultimate Direction, which is a hydration system, and Injinji, which are socks that I wear when I run. They have little sleeves for each of your toes, and they're the only socks I can wear <laughs> if I'm running more than 10 miles, because otherwise I get blisters on my little my little clubby toes. Um, and then I have a couple of other clients in the works right now that I'm that I'm getting ready to launch with. Sounds like you've got a lot on, and it sounds really exciting as well. Just looking back from your career when you've done that bit of chemistry... What have you enjoyed the most from your career looking back? Oh, my gosh. Um, I I have gotten to do some freaking cool stuff in my career. Um, and it's funny because, you know, I did, I mean, I did a press conference with David Bowie. I did, um, you know, Adam Levine of Maroon 5 was once laying on my desk looking at my laptop as I was showing him some website. But for me, the thing that, gets me going the most is when I'm around someone who is just the top of their game. So, you know, I got to meet Scott Jurek, who is a ultra runner, who's just has done some amazing things. Um, you know, back before the incident, I worked with Lance Armstrong. Um, I, you know, those people that really perform well at what they're doing, getting to work with them, getting access to them, getting to learn from them, um, getting to help them help other people is just the thing that sets my hair on fire every day. I can definitely hear the passion through the mic. And Heather, I feel like we're at awesome stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university or college sports students who want to pursue a career in the sports industry? Yeah, so I would definitely say uh, there there is a movement right now in education to niching down so much in your education. And I would really advise people not to. Your education is the time for you to go broad. It's time for you to learn timeless concepts. 
Um, you know, I majored in broadcasting. Um, I have an AA in journalism. A lot of the people coming up in PR at the same time as me got general communication, people, you know, literature. Um, people got these really broad degrees and then they took all that knowledge and they applied it to learning the art and science of PR and marketing. The art and science of PR and marketing, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a four year undertaking to learn how to do it. Um, but you need to bring into that art and science a passion and you need to bring into it kind of a broad knowledge base. So I would say go broad in your career, go broad in your, in your education, but niche down in your experiential learning. So get an internship in that niche thing that totally sets your hair on fire, but don't go out and get a degree. Like you can get a degree now in the U S in public relations for video games. Like that's three niches. <laughs> like, What do you do when you decide like, I don't want to do that anymore. And you have such a niche thing. Um, get something broad, learn how to learn. I think that that's what, you know, university is for. It's the process of, of learning how to learn. And then you can take that and you can apply it to pretty much anything. Um, and then I would also say, figure out what your, what your passion is and find a way to apply whatever it is that you're good at doing from a technical perspective to whatever it is you love doing from a passion perspective. And the two, you can, I, I can't think of an instance where you can find a way to make the two mesh. Do you know what? You've just highlighted so many great pieces of advice, especially learn how to learn. I think it's fantastic. How can people interact with you? Yes. So people can definitely follow me on Instagram at elevation underscore strategy or on Twitter at elevation underscore strat. Couldn't get the last letters on that one. So S-T-R-A-T is the last part of that handle. Um, Or you can just email me heather at elevation hyphen strategy dot com. That is great to all the listeners listening in. All those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Heather, it's been great chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. What a fantastic interview from Heather. And I really do hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. For me, this interview defines why I enjoy the work I do. Because working in the sports industry is definitely not one straight road. Because you may have to take a left turn, a right turn to different industries to discover where you want to fit in with regards to your career purpose. And Heather really indicates that, starting out by being a nurse, realising it wasn't for her with regards to understanding the use of chemistry and the aspects or hard elements of maths, but then going into a totally different sector of broadcasting and then finding her place in PR. And now you can just tell by working in the sports industry, she's definitely found a niche But most of all, she's found something which gets her up in the morning, brings a smile to her face where she wants to work with companies she's very passionate about as well. These little examples are so key to anybody's career journey. And I'm even finding that myself during this podcast journey as well. But now relating to today's main podcast topic, there is a clear indication that brand strategy has a really important role in the sports industry. It doesn't matter if it's a company in the sports industry, a sports team, an athlete. If they don't have the plan of action with regards to engaging with their fans or 
potential customers, without a doubt they will fail because the sports industry, as I mentioned a lot on this show, it's very, very competitive, especially with competitive brands within the industry. And it's really important to take that on board. But from a career perspective, if this is an area you want to pursue a career in, the sports industry with regards to PR, I really do hope you took on board what Heather was saying with those great career tips and apply it to your career journey in the sports industry now. And good luck. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker so you can discover your career journey in the sports industry and take action. Heather said, go broad in your education, but niche down with your experiences of learning. That's how you discover your passion. Mm -hmm.